Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, and we are broadcasting live from very beautiful Austin, Texas. And I want to thank all of you for the feedback that you've given us in the past couple days' shows. We've been getting a lot of emails uh, thanking us for helping all of you to maybe see through some of your own fog about um, how to lead generate without having to buy leads. And the emphasis, and go back and listen to the, couple, the past couple days' shows. I don't want to spend a lot of time recapping. Julie's prepared some great notes for you guys. We've been promising for the past two days a month-by-month action plan we're going to give to you today. We promise that the action plan will be something that you're, that you're excited and motivated to do. And we've also promised you the action plan won't cost you anything. So all good things, and, and I don't want to take a lot of time um, away from the time we have with you so Julie can get to her notes. But here's the bottom line. Um, when you have a plan, when you have something to say to somebody that you're excited about, you will pick up the phone and you will be highly effective. Uh, a lot of reasons that you guys have been lulled into complacency by doing all this passive stuff, the emailing, the Twittering, the Facebooking, the whatever, whatever, right? Anything and everything basically that does not um, result in you having a direct face-to-face contact, and that can be even, you know, or a direct over-the-phone conversation, those things are by nature not effective or not nearly as effective as what we're asking you to do. But a lot of you have had normal resistance to doing some of the things we're asking you to do because in your minds you didn't want to be perceived as salespeople or too pushy or you didn't, you know, maybe you've tried to do a center of influence and past client campaign before, but you were asked to mail a whole bunch of cheesy tchotchke things, you know, or you were asked, for example, to say a whole bunch of things on the phone that made you feel fake. And, and I get it. And I wouldn't want to do those things either, you know. So the bottom line is, is that what we have for you and the way we're asking you to develop this spoke on your wheel, go back and listen to the shows from the past couple of days, you know what I'm talking about. What, the, what we're asking you to do is something that you will be excited to do, motivated to do, um, and then guess what? Then you'll do it. Then you'll afford to do it because you know when you pick up the phone and you call folks and you let them know um, the things that we're going to ask you to say to them, that their reaction is going to be positive. Well, that's going to be reinforcing of you making more high-level calls. So before we get to today's notes, Julie had a lot of coaching calls with our coaches today, and Julie and I were just talking prior to uh, the radio show about what she, um, basically the feedback from some of the coaches about the experiences you guys are having in the industry. So Julie, you want to share with some of our listeners what you're hearing? Yeah, sure. A very common theme is that most of our coaching clients are on track or ahead for the year already, and they've got some time left. And whether that means you're on track or ahead for this quarter, depending on when you're listening to the show, you know, what do you do when you're on track or ahead? I mean, it's kind of a nice problem to have on one level, but it also is signing you up for massive complacency if you don't figure out what you're supposed to do when you're on track or ahead. So when that happens, what do the top producers do? They ramp it up. They don't ramp it down. Sure, they might take a long weekend and refill the cup. Of course, all of you guys should be doing that. Take some time with your family. Give yourself a break. You've earned it. But don't make that break your entire quarter, six months, or the year. Actually plan it out. So the top producers will do that. They'll give that to themselves, and then they will get cracking. They're going to get back to doing events. 
They're going to get back on their lead follow-up. They're going to do things like polishing their time management to buy themselves some time back. Maybe they're going to work on their small team management or hire a buyer agent or a transaction coordinator that they've been putting off. But the bottom line is they take action. They don't get out of action because what do top producers know? If you take too much time off, it's not just today that you're not making a commission check because you weren't, quote, working in real estate today. You're signing yourself up for 60, 90, 120 days out, not having a paycheck on those days. So you've got to be really thinking, and and that's what the coaches do. A great coach is thinking ahead. So put put more concisely, normal agents are spinning down this time of year. The top producers are using this time of year to spin up. And here, here's, what top producers, here's what top producers know that you should know, that you guys should just accept as being a fact. It's easier to take listings this time of year. And I'll give you the top three reasons why. Number one is the sellers that want to put their houses for sale still, still want to sell this year. They're really motivated. Um, the expireds are easier to get. The FISBOs have lost heart because they haven't been able to sell their houses. The expireds themselves are easier to price because of the fact that, you know, maybe they've been through one or two listings. So for the most part, the sellers in general are easier to work with. There's number one. Number two is that your competition, and uh, for the most part, are ne- it's rarely, and a lot of you guys are top producers. You are top of your market. You don't very frequently compete with other top producers, do you? I mean, I remember when Julie and I sold real estate. We knew who all the top dogs were, and it was maybe one in 25 times that we were competing against other top agent. It was almost always mediocre agents we were competing against. And this time of year, those mediocre or average normal agents, they aren't in the business. They're, well, maybe they're you know, in the business, but they're not really paying attention. They're not really frosty. In their minds, they're believing because oftentimes their broker is working holiday hours that, well, there must not be business to be had. Top producers know this time of year the competition is mostly asleep at the wheel, so the business is easier to get. Those of you who are, for example, um, you do. Some of you guys are doing direct mail, and again, direct mail is something you can, uh, when done well, works really well. And Maybe this time of year is the worst time of year to be doing direct mail because you're competing against catalogs, you're competing against holiday cards, you're competing against all these other distractions. So you need to be strategic and not maybe consider not doing a direct mail campaign this time of year and keep your powder dry until the first quarter of next year. That's the way a top producer thinks. But a top producer will also think, I need to go after those expired, those FISBOs. I need to go and call the listings that expired 90 days, 120 days ago. I need to be actually acting like I need to be counter and behaving the opposite of what, how most other agents behave. That gives you really almost an unfair advantage in your marketplace. And most importantly, no matter if it's the spring or if it's the winter, if it's the fall, it doesn't matter where, as long as your mindset is about basically focus all your best energies every single day on taking a listing, you will always win. You know, Julie, I had a a coaching call this morning with um, one of our longtime clients. Julie and I still have a handful of clients ourselves. And great gal, really enjoy coaching her and her husband, Jody and Steve, if you're listening. And so she is poised, her and her husband are poised to become, I mean, they're selling, you know, 100 houses, 120 houses, but they're poised to really basically go to the next level. Um, And their main focus has been, uh, in the past year, just focusing on having, or, you know, basically prospecting every day, lead generating, going on appointments, taking listings, and building their inventory up to a certain number. So the, the first threshold number that she wanted to have at all times was 20 active listings. 
So her goal this year was to make it so that she could get to and maintain 20 active listings. Make it so that she always had 20 actives. If five sold, then she knew that she had to, you know, she was always working every day in anticipation of some selling, so she could always maintain that minimum standard of 20 active listings. Hopefully you guys get it, okay? So I challenged her today. All right, so now you've done that. It's become easy. You know exactly how much time it takes to, you know, basically keep your inventory at a certain level. You're starting to make very good, consistent money. Let's spin that up to 40 active listings at all times. Of course, there was some resistance, you know, mm -hmm. but then she realized that all she'd have to do is basically what she was doing, plus about 20% more uh, effort and energy, and that's about it. And then she could literally double, if not, if you know, maybe even triple their personal net income because they're very, very financially conservative and they're focused on profit in their business. So, you know, that's the type of thought that a top producer has, and all of you need to adopt that mindset, especially, you know, during a time of the year where agents are believing that there's not enough business to be had, okay? So just open your mind to the fact that there are huge opportunities at all times in the market, no matter what the economy is doing, no matter what time of year it is. You just have to be the agent who is going to go out there and go after them. If there's ever anything we can do for you, to help with your mindset about these opportunities, remember, just request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, I would love to get to your, get through the points today, so let's just jump in. Perfect. So today's show is about your monthly, quarterly, or seasonal center of influence and past client event schedule. So we are giving you more than 12 scheduled month-by-month items for you to be doing in terms of your event schedule to expand your center of influence, to connect with your existing past client center of influence, and get more of those nice repeat and referral people coming to you. We're giving you all of these because we know realistically you're probably not going to do all 12 like clockwork, and some of them will resonate more than others with you. So make sure you take good notes. Your homework is to choose which, when, and how you'll be executing on this. Before we get into this, here's a secret. Whenever possible, when you're setting up these events, involve people from your database who own businesses that you can tie into your own events. For an example, if you have a friend who owns a bakery, have them cater your buyer seminar, if that's what you're choosing to do, with their bakery goods. If you have a friend who creates gift baskets, use those gift baskets as thank you presents to people who attend your events. So make sure that you're tying all of these people together because most of the time we're only two or three people away from knowing everyone anyway, and it's going to make what you do that much stronger. Second secret before we get going into the monthlies, secret after any major disasters. Now, obviously you can't schedule this. I just want to bring it up because it didn't make it into the monthly list since I can't tell you when the next hurricane is going to be. But after all major disasters, always do an outreach to your database using email, direct calling, video email, this includes, of course, your standard tornadoes, fires, earthquakes, hurricanes, blizzards. These are all great excuses to show that you actually care about your people. Remember, anytime you're on a listing appointment, it's probably because their previous agent did not do a great job on what we're talking about. So if you're ready, Tim, let's kind of recap quickly our January. We started with uh, yesterday. You have some choices here, but if you're going to host a Happy New Year party at your home, at your neighborhood clubhouse, your event center, or local restaurant, you can rent their extra event space. Make it the same New Year's resolutions. Invite past clients, people from your sphere of influence, etc. Give away certificates for a free CMA to be used anytime this year. So make sure you're doing something of value. Make it fun. 
a resolutions party, right? So we've given you some options. Not everybody's comfortable doing these things at their home. You certainly could. Maybe you do a smaller event with your top 20 people at your house. If you want it to be bigger, rent some restaurant space. So that's an easy thing to do, get people out of their houses first thing of the year. Okay. Well, Jan- moving well on let, to- let, let's, yeah. but the January people are a little bit uh, more wanting to uh, be hauled up, right? Because mm-hmm. they maybe had uh, overexposure Holiday to family recovery. and friends. Right, holiday yeah. recovery. So um, that would not be a smart month to be planning a big expensive event. Um, so just Agreed. be, you know, consider mm-hmm. do consider the fact that people are catching their breath. Um, but you know, you can certainly make a phone call and just touch bases with them. Now the February um, idea is fantastic. Julie, go ahead. Okay, so in February, this is tax reassessment time is coming up. People are going to start thinking about taxes for March and April. So now's the time to actually use that free CMA that you offered earlier and fight your property tax bill. So how do you do this? Well, you send your past clients in your sphere via Happy Grasshopper, Facebook, BombBomb message, of course, calling them, a message offering to send current comparables as well as a how-to guide to lower their property taxes. Well, where do you get that? Check your treasurer's website for a guide on how to fight an overassessment. Usually it's a one-page printout they've already put together for you, very easy to follow. Usually I have to supply three recent comps. They'll give you the rules. Maybe the comps have to be in the past 90 days to six months. You can fill that out for them. This is a great opportunity for you to be calling your people. Everybody's starting to think about taxes. So this is more of a call and less of an event, although you certainly could hold an event about how to fight your property taxes. This is better as an outreach phone call a bomb bomb video, a uh, custom-made Happy Grasshopper email, but really this is something you should be calling them directly on with the MLS in front of you, property records, so that you can actually talk real numbers with them. I mean, talk about giving something of service to them. That's actually saving them money. Well, why do we put that in February, even though we know that most uh, states have the tax bills due in late summer is because we want you to be offering something of tremendous value to people at the same time they're feeling a financial pinch after the holidays because most people have holiday debts to pay off Um, and we want you to pick off the maybe potential spring listings you see there's a method to our madness we used to do (laughs) this secretly getting you to prospect yeah that's don't say that i mean did i say that out loud sorry (laughs) (laughs) so we used to do this exact idea in different formats we had a little local paper that we put a, uh, and you guys, this is a cheap way to go about doing this. Um, local paper ads are expensive, but if you ask to do an insert in the paper, it's not expensive. And so what we did is we had a sort of obnoxious fluorescent colored, uh, you know, thing printed, and it was offering just exactly what Julie said. It was just, you know, black ink on a, like a bright yellow or whatever. And it was essentially letting people know that, hey, guess what? Your property taxes are going to be, are being reassessed right now. Chances are, like the last previous years, your tax bill is going to go up. Did you know that there's a way to fight it? And, you know, here's all you have to do. And the call to action was basically call me or email me, you know, and I'll do a CMA for you, which in most markets and most, uh, you know, when uh, contesting your property taxes, you do have to provide some uh, like comps, basically. You have to provide a CMA. Even an owner has to, you know, prove to the tax people that, you know, the property isn't worth what you say it's worth, and here are the sold comps to prove it. So you do that for them. And then for the most part, the form to contest the taxes, it isn't really that in-depth, but you go to the auditor's website or wherever it lives in your state, and then you download that form, and you can just basically send over with the CMA the um, auditor's, uh, form to contest the taxes, and people love that. You'll get so much loyalty. 
guilty from that. Well, you're you're literally saving them money. You might be saving them thousands of dollars in some cases, right? That's so exactly talking about providing right. value, good luck arguing with that. So yeah, and, and honestly, and Tim, then, the other reason it's in February is because some of our clients, they're going to be snowed in. They don't feel like going yeah. out and putting together a big event with the aspect of maybe being canceled by a blizzard. So this is something that's also seasonally appropriate for you to be able to strap your headset on, provide a lot of value to your clients, and have them thank you later, so instead of just disappearing and them wondering if you're even still in real estate anymore. Now, do we want you just doing this as a public service thing for your community? Well, partially, yes. That's part one of the reasons. But the other thing we want you to consider is the fact that when you're calling these folks back and you're uh, basically asking some questions so you can you know, do a good job on the CMA forum, you need to be um, asking them, so am I doing the, are you doing this reassessment? Are you interested in doing this reassessment because you're considering putting your house for sale in the spring or sometime this year? Or is this just to basically get your own property tax bill under control? You see how that is of tremendous value? Do you see how every single person you ever run across is, is going to be thrilled that you brought this to them. They'll say things like, I remember to this day what they said to us, why aren't the other agents saying this to us? Why isn't this a, ser- a service provided by other realtors? Now, in some markets, again, I know that there's whole like cottage industries that are set up, like in Texas, where you can hire an attorney to go in and do all this for you. Well, you can at least provide the information to go um, and choose an the attorney. Comp. Yeah, the And, who, and, and who you would recommend, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's a yeah. Term. You might not so, do the work, but go ahead. Most most of you guys are entrepreneurially minded, and just this, and, and this is the reason on some of these ideas. Julie and I know all we have to do is basically give you ideas, and you guys will run with it. This is one of those ideas that you can go a million different ways. Julie sort of passively mentioned, well, maybe do an event around it, and you could. You could basically have an invitation that went out where people could attend this event at, you know, your local whatever, and while there, they could, you know, if you want to go to that length, or you could, you know, do a teleconference if you wanted to. So many different ways that you can offer that particular service that people will adore you for having done. So, Julie, what is the plan for March? So for March, it's spring. Might not look like spring for all of you just yet, but people are certainly (laughs) thinking about it. So I love this particular event. It's relatively easy to put together. It's buy or sell with me and adopt a pet for free. How many times have you been out showing a property and they say, "The the yard's not big enough for my dog? Everybody's always looking for that, and some of whether they're first-time buyers or not, maybe they want to buy a different house so that they can have pets, right? So partner with your local no-kill shelter or your Humane Society to promote an event sponsored by you. Now, PetSmart does a really great job of this, and they do this virtually every weekend. So you could make it nice and easy and invite everybody to your local PetSmart. So promote this to your client base via BombBomb, Happy Grasshopper, personal calls, all the stuff we've been talking about. You can have some really great pictures on Facebook with an event like this with you around the kitties and puppies, and it's a super warm and fuzzy, literally, type of event. But your promo should say, buy or sell with me and adopt a pet for free, sponsored by you. Best thing about this, and we'll talk about a couple of other uh, events work like this, when you work with PetSmart, the Humane Society, other shelters, they already have a lot of promotional material out there, which means you're not only going to be curtailing this to your own personal database, but now you've got an event where you're going to meet people you don't already know, which has extra bonus points to it. You show well, up, Julie, you're wearing your nice name tag, maybe you have a shirt with a logo on it, and you talk about real estate while you talk about pets. Go ahead. 
what Julie's talking about is also you get to leverage their built-in PR machines. Every one of these businesses will have PR machines. And like if you Without go, paying for we it. Did, right? We did this exact idea um, when we were in Columbus, Ohio, and we did this selling real estate. And a lot of you know that's where we're from. And we did this with the Columbus Area Humane Society. Um, one of our clients was actually on the board, and we took this idea to them. And, of course, they were skeptical at first. And their caveat, and you guys should remember this because maybe you put this into your pitch to your Humane Society when you're presenting this idea to them in the first place, that obviously whoever's adopting the pet has to pass muster. They have to follow the guidelines and meet the minimum standards that the right. Humane Society would normally require. But what you will do is you agree to cover the adoption fees, the base adoption fees, um, now, how many people did we ever have use that? I mean, Julie, do you know? Do you remember? Of all the Maybe four or five. We sold? Four yeah, or five. But, it was, but how many people did we have thank us for offering Tons. it? Or, or maybe even consider listing with us because we offered it. I know, it I know for a fact. I know for a fact. And if you recall, that we were at some listing appointments where they said, I wasn't sure who to list with, and then I saw your ad working with the Humane Society. We're dog people, and we just really feel that, and that's why you're here. I mean, yep. they actually so we'll, said that. So, and, and I, I would say those are those appointments that I remember we probably wouldn't have gotten normally because they were just not in our center of influence and they were not people we'd marketed to. So, that's the whole point of this type of event. And that idea in particular, we didn't just do in March like we're suggesting you guys kick it off in March. We did this idea year-round. It became one of our USPs. And, um, you know, all of our home brochures and all the rest of it had the little spiel on it about buy or sell with me, adopt a pet for free. And, by the way, your lovely coach, Julie Harris, is the one that originally thought of that over 20 years ago, and it's a great idea. So make sure you employ that. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll get the benefits from it as well. And, by the way, you're also helping a lot of homeless animals, which should warm everyone's mm-hmm. heart. So, Julie, let's move on to April. Exactly. All right, so April is tax time. Hold an investor seminar, a buyer seminar, or a seller seminar. The theme is, did your accountant tell you you should be buying rental property? Curious about flipping? Come to our home buyer and seller seminar. You could combine this and just say it's a buyer and seller seminar, an investment seminar. There's different spins on this. Depending on your market, your message might be a slight spin. But again, take advantage of people wanting to invest in real estate. Promote your event the usual ways we've been talking about, bomb, bomb, happy grasshopper, social media, personal calls. So all you have to do really with the personal calls is say, hey, I was thinking about you. It's tax time. You know, we just took care of your property tax bill, and I was, I was really thinking about what your investment strategies are. Have you considered investment property rentals, maybe doing a few flips this year? Talk to me about your interest level on that. Now, remember, this is not your first call. You've already helped them out if you're following the plan. This should not be a shocking conversation to them. Let's say that they absolutely are not going to buy a rental. Well, who else do you know who might be thinking about this since we're all talking about taxes this month? But, Julie, it doesn't just purely have to be about getting them into investment property. No, it could could, be any property where you're just using it as an excuse. Or it could be any kind of investing or asset protection. You could expand this idea and talk about, for example, 529 plans. You could do, um, again, an event, or you could have basically a package of information that answers, like, the five biggest concerns that people have about uh, around tax time, you know, uh, basically – for future tax planning, Julie was throwing out a lot of ideas about rental properties, keeping it very practical and relevant to you guys. But then maybe even scale it. Have somebody that um, you can provide you some information on how to choose the right 529 plan. Have um, maybe how to, you know, all the rest of it. So yeah. true story. Providing uh, service. One of the, the you guys remember uh, Robert Kiyosaki and the you know the old books he wrote back in the day. 
his uh, go-to accountant that he always used as an expert in those books was a gal named Diane Kennedy. So Diane spoke at one of our events a long time ago, and you know I was talking to her about our own taxes and all the rest of it, and I told her what Julie and I were paying, and she kind of looked at me and laughed. And she said, here's my only tax advice to you. And this is something I've never forgotten, which I kind of knew in the first place. But, you know, it's just funny hearing somebody else say it to me. She said, um, here's the problem that you are – here's how to address your problem. Buy more rental properties. She said, anytime I hear of anyone who's basically paying a lot in taxes, the answer is always buy more rental properties. And if you guys don't understand why that's true, you need to be doing your own homework or maybe Julie and I need to do a radio show on that topic. But really, buying rental properties is a way to sort of offset – um, in many cases, your own personal income taxes, depending on how you do it. This isn't anything shady. This is all 100% above board and legal and, you know, long proven methods of building wealth, but also saving money on taxes, because one of the greatest ways to build wealth is to pay less in taxes, obviously, legally, of course. Um, so again, take this April idea and spin it a bunch of different ways. Another thing you could do is you could have a tax preparer um, meet at a certain location and do an event where they can actually prepare people's taxes on site. You could do all kinds of different things. Again, we're just giving you the general idea. You run with it. It's one of those things that um, when you put a you know, certain um, a, a concept together and you now are feeling excited and motivated, you hit the phones, you start calling these folks, you let them know you're doing something of value, you're trying to help them around tax time, they will remember that. You're not just a realtor that's saying, hey, are you looking to buy or sell a house, right? They're, you're somebody who is in their life on a consistent basis, always trying to offer something of value. You know, that is the mindset that all of you should have, right? I'm not even going to try to soft sell it. Having the mindset of service is what's going to get you uh, into the place that you want to be in the, folks, in the minds of the folks you want to do business with. Your fear of being perceived as a salesperson or your fear of being per perceived as somebody who's uncaring, who's just thinking about themselves and money, that comes from the fact that you are not coming from a place of service. When you adopt the mindset of, what am I, I'm here to help you. What can I do to be of service to you? And then you use the techniques that we teach you in coaching. Your business just flows. It just feels organic. It feels natural because you are in tune with what the marketplace wants. You're not just there to buy or sell a home. You are almost like uh, a professional life partner to them with a lot of their needs that maybe they aren't even aware that they have. And we move on to May. All right, perfect. So May, and just because it's not this month doesn't mean you can't mix these up and change your months. We're just giving you the, you know, the ideal plan here. So May, perfect time for paper and pancakes. I love this event. Get a mobile paper or document shredding truck. There's lots of those in every civilized town to come to your office or your home office. Maybe you could do this at a clubhouse, a women's club, something like that. Find a cupcake or pancake or breakfast food truck to also visit. Invite your database to join you for your paper and pancake shredding event. Now, when spring I first cleaning, I, right? spring cleaning, right? and and this yeah. is not something that we thought up. I actually uh, originally heard about this from one of our clients in Las Vegas, and honestly, I was a little bit skeptical if people would show up to do this. But I'll tell you what: any of our clients who have ever done this have had a killer turnout, and it, it's based on how they market it, right? So, spring clean out, 
This is after tax time when you've already sent all those documents and you're sick of you know, shifting around those file folders worth of junk that you've been collecting. Um, and of course, we're involving pancakes. So I think that's the real reason people are probably showing up. But uh, it could be cupcakes, pancakes. You, know, you can do some twists to this event if you like. But this ends up being pretty inexpensive. Renting the truck isn't that expensive. And then, of course, the food truck isn't that bad either. You're not paying for everybody's breakfast unless you want to. You could maybe get a discount on that or just have everybody come and pay their own pancakes. So not very so expensive, but, easy to organize. But let's scale that one idea. Let's say you're involved in your church. Let's say you organize um, on a Sunday after service or on a Saturday afternoon, Julie's idea, right? You're going to do the paper shredding thing. The whole, the whole uh, I guess, uh, the idea is it's a spring cleaning event, right? So you mm -hmm. could do a marketing campaign or you could call folks and say, hey, it's May. I, didn't, I, I don't know, you know if, like, if you're anything like me, or it, we're, we're cleaning our house, right? We're trying to get rid of all the clutter that somehow magically is accumulated. So listen, to help you out, what I'm going to be doing is at the church this Sunday or it could be at your neighborhood um, you know, clubhouse or it could be literally in front of your house your own house, I'm going to be, um, I've rented a paper shredding truck. Uh, so you have, I'm sure, a lot of, you know, documentation and Mickey Mouse that's sitting around. You don't just want to throw it out because you don't want to get it in the hands of people that might steal your identity. So bring it by. We're going to be doing this. Oh, and by the way, we're also doing this. Uh, so we're going to, you know, you can have pancakes. So we're doing a Saturday morning. There's going to be pancakes. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of folks from our community are expected to be there. Um, uh, Julie, do you mention the, uh, Blood Cro or the Red Cross in any of this? Yeah, yes, it's coming up. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seed it now, and then we're going to round the bend on fact, today's show. In fact, it is June, so you can just move forward to the June notes right there. Okay, go ahead to, through June. Now, okay, so perfect. May to June. So May was house yes. cleaning. June is? Mm -hmm. June is. Great time to have a Red Cross blood mobile event. Celebrate the end of the school year with a blood drive at your office, the local library, in your neighborhood, Tim, to your point at the church, maybe at your kid's elementary school. So in all of these, you've got to decide on your location. But work with the Red Cross to decide the best location. Sometimes they already have something in mind. Occasionally they're at Whole Foods or you know libraries in your community, stuff like that. They will promote the event to their list of previous blood donors. That is the beauty in this. They have full-time telemarketer prospectors who keep a list so that you are certain to have a great turnout. Again, I love this event because it's not just your past client center of influence list that will come. It's people who you don't know. So this is a combined event, people you know and people who you don't know. And well, again, so the Red Cross will prospect for you. Go ahead. Let's, and we got around the bend because I know you and I yep. both have to be on calls, but let's tell them a real-life story. So the first year we did this, um, it, was, it was in conjunction with another event, um, and then we had the epiphany that let's involve the Red Cross. We had heard that the Red Cross had this amazing marketing system behind them, but you know, it was we we always like to do uh, when we are doing events in real estate. We always like to combine it with a charity. So if you're going to do a party, you might as well do a food drive. If you're going to do, you know, so that you guys get the concept, you know, the buy or sell with me. So we're always trying to basically give back to the community and everything that we are doing in any form of outreach, um, and you know, it resonates with a lot of folks, doesn't it? So here's the thing about the Red Cross, as Julie just indicated. Uh, but it's it's even beyond. So we, we actually called the local elementary school, um, and we uh, were doing this other event. We wanted a place to do it. We needed the parking lot. They said, fine. Uh, and then we said, well, we'd also like to do a blood drive. Well, normally the blood mobile shows up, and they just – so, no. The elementary school principal said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make it so you guys can use some of the classrooms. And the American Red Cross just ran all over that. So they set up, like, 12 gurneys. 
They had all these different rooms going. They then, because this was going to be a big event for them, they did major press releases. It was in the newspaper. It made it on some local TV stations. Uh, and it was, a, it was the American Red Cross is doing this blood drive in conjunction with Tim and Julie Harris at this particular event at this particular time. We didn't pay for any of it. Um, they then literally telemarketed into the community, as Julie just said, into the community of people that had any history whatsoever of ever having donated blood. And I have to say, we were blown away by how many people, there were literally, even with that many gurneys set up, there were literally was a line up awesome. the door of people that had committed to, and then what else did we do? We got the local Starbucks, and Starbucks, whether you guys know this or not, they have, the managers of the Starbucks all have, uh, basically, if you go to them and tell you you're doing a charity event, they will provide big, big vats of coffee. So we had Starbucks that was sitting there uh, that was giving out coffee. I mean, the whole thing was beautiful. And you know, the cool thing is, is it was so, it did not require that much effort to put together. It was seamless. So we're going to pick up tomorrow where we left off today. I'm hoping we're motivating you to get off your butts and realize that no matter what time of year it is, it is the best time of year for you to take action and make this the business and the life of your dreams. If there's anything we can ever do for you, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. In the meantime, have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.